If you have your Bible today, turn with me to Proverbs 25, verse 28. The title of my sermon today is, How Often Do You Lose Your Temper? Our verse says, uh, A person without self-control is as defenseless as a city with broken down walls. Let's talk about uh, getting our control over the anger in our life. The average man loses his temper uh, to some degree six times a week. The average woman loses her temper to some degree three times a week. (laughs) Women get mad more often at people. Men get mad more often at things, flat tires, machines, computers. I take my six times out on computers every every week. Men are more physical with their anger than women. We are all likely to express our anger at home. Anger is most frequent and most intense toward those we love not toward strangers. The fact is, anger is a normal human reaction. Jesus got angry, we all know that, the scene there in the temple where he clears it out. In fact, uh, there are 365 times in the Old Testament that it says God got angry. Well, the Bible says... uh, In your anger, sin not. There is a right way and a wrong way to get angry. The issue is not uh, how can I get rid of all my anger, uh, but how can I express it in non-destructive ways. I would like to begin by giving you four common ways people express their anger. These are learned responses. Everyone expresses their anger in the way they learn to express it. Probably you learned how to express your anger from your parents. Maybe it was from something on TV or friends or spouses. I want to talk about four different groups of people. Number one is the maniac. Everyone has crossed the path of this person. He is a walking time bomb. He has a hair trigger temper. Over 30 years ago, I remember this, I know a lot of you do, uh, you will remember that Woody Hayes, the coach of Ohio State University, he went out on the field at the Gator Bowl and slugged a crimson player after the player had intercepted the ball and was running by the uh, Ohio State University bench. And Woody Hayes just lost it. And he just stepped out two or three feet and just knocked that kid right in the head. Well, he resigned the next day from his job that he loved with all of his heart. His career ended because of about four or five seconds 
of lost temper. Secondly, I wanted to mention the mute. The mute is the exact opposite of the maniac. He's the silent type. He clams up instead of blowing up. The mute pattern is to hold everything in. He doesn't reveal his feelings. He denies his anger. He conceals what he feels. I've heard it said, when you swallow your anger, your stomach uh, keeps track of all that. This person is susceptible, of course, to high blood pressure, tensions, headaches, ulcers, all kinds of illnesses that can be traced to bottled up anger. Thirdly, I want to talk with you about the martyr. The martyr is a pro at pity parties. He is self-punishing. When anyone gets angry, he says, whether he had anything to do with it or not, it must be my fault. He asks, what is wrong with me? The number one sign of a martyr is his depression. Because depression is most of the time internalized anger. A good example of this is found in the prodigal son's brother in Luke 15. The elder brother was so mad. You remember when the prodigal came home and the dad threw a big party for him? The older brother was way outside. And he was so mad he wouldn't go to the party. He thought, I've stayed here. I've worked hard. And this brother of mine has been a rat. And he went way off and wasted his substance uh, uh, with wild living. And I've stayed here, work hard, and now my dad's giving a party for him. He was really upset, so he wouldn't go to the party. Well, the father went out and pleaded with him to come in. The problem with the martyr is that he makes everyone else miserable. I'm sure that some of you are identifying various family members uh, or neighbors or working associates into one of these four uh, groups. Fourth is the manipulator. Uh, this is Lee Iacocca, uh, his version of anger. He was fired, as you remember, by Ford. Uh, Ford fired him. His famous line was, don't get mad, get even. The manipulator approach is the key to most television and movie plots. Uh, I'll find a way to get back at you. That's what the manipulator says. The biblical example of this is in, is the Pharisees. In Luke 6.11 it says, They were furious and began to plot with each other about how they could get Jesus, how they could stab him in the back, how they could get him killed. They plotted against him. Everyone gets angry. Everybody in here, we all get angry one time or another. We do it in different ways. All four of these ways are learned. The good news is that they can be unlearned. You can change. You can make a difference in your life 
with God's help. How do we control our anger? First, we have to understand why I get angry. Proverbs 9.11 says, A man's wisdom gives him patience. You see, the better I understand myself and the better I understand you, the easier it is for me to control my anger. Anger is a warning light. It's flashing over here. It's not your real problem. Anger is a light that says something else much deeper inside of you has gone wrong. We get angry when we hurt. Uh, We hurt uh, and it causes us to be filled with anger. When I am physically hurt or emotionally hurt, uh, I show it. For example, you hit your thumb with a hammer. And you say, my, that is uncomfortable. (laughs) Is that what you say? I'm sure it is. If you're a Christian, you use words like fiddlesticks or gee whiz. I don't know when I started this, but all my life I have said, dadgummit. I don't even know what that means. But that's what I've been saying all my life when something hurts. I saw this in Time magazine. It says, in a study of people who have been divorced, that one out of three of those people, after ten years, still feel intensely anger. Why? Because divorce hurts. It hurts very much. The deeper the hurt, the deeper the anger. We also get angry when we are frustrated, when nothing seems to work, when things don't seem to be going our way, when we are forced to wait. We get frustrated and we get angry. You need to ask yourself when you're frustrated, Is this really worth getting angry about? You know, rude drivers. I just hate that. You know, this is worse than it's ever been. It's getting worse every year. These uh, little low cars, you know, the Corvettes and all those kind of cars. They, uh, They go by me very fast, and then they cut in front of me. And almost take my front fender off. And that makes me so mad. And uh, sometimes they wave at me in a certain way. (laughs) Because evidently to them I'm going too slow. Well, waiting in line. I always get in the wrong line at Publix. Always. Always in the wrong line. The the cashier always raises her hand and calls for one of the vice presidents or something <laughs> to come and deal with this. And I'm waiting. All the other lines are just going right through, but my line is waiting. Spilled food. You know, I hate to go to a restaurant uh, where there's food all over. 
uh, I can't, uh, I don't go back to those places. I can't take that. I don't like that. But you know what? None of those things are the end of the world. They're not. And if we're going to get all mad, it's going to ruin our whole day, then that is the inappropriate response to what's happened. We don't need to go that far. We don't need to be that angry. You know, in five minutes, it's going to be over. I tell people in counseling all the time, somewhere in the course of the discussion, I say, is this going to be a big problem 10 years from now? You know, put put it in that framework. Is this going to be a big problem 10 years from now? Probably not. Well, those are the... Those are the things that uh, we react to and a hundred others, of course. Second, look to God, not others, for our self-worth. A sense of self-worth is essential to conduct, to control your anger. Because insecure people anger easily. Confident people are not easily angered. When you have a sense of self-worth, you can handle hurt. You can handle frustration. You can handle insecurity much easier. The secret to overcoming anger is, first of all, to develop a sense of self-worth when it doesn't matter what people say about you. I know people, and of course we see this on TV and in the news all the time, Somebody will say something terrible about a fellow high school person, and the person kills themselves. You know, the words are so penetrating and so hurtful to that person, they just can't take it. And they take their life. There are some adults that do that. You know, somebody will say something, and it will upset them so much that they have a migraine for a week or that they take every pill you know, that they have available. Well, how do you get uh, some kind of self-confidence where that isn't a description of your life? Proverbs 14, 26. You, you want to mark that one. Proverbs 14, 26. Put a X mark or write that uh, number down. That's a good one. Proverbs 14, 26 says, Reverence for the Lord gives confidence and security to a man. Reverence for the Lord. Third, we want to stop and think before reacting. When we get angry, our mouth runs faster than our brain. And that, of course, gets us in a lot of trouble. When you get angry... You need to put your mind in gear before you engage your mouth because a sharp tongue is the quickest way in the world to slit your throat. And you don't want to do that. Proverbs 16.23 says, Intelligent people think before they speak. The key word in anger management is the word think. When you start to get angry, you need to delay your response. You need to take a break. 
You know it's coming. You know it's building within you. You need to take a break. How many times in your life did you say something or do something in anger and five minutes later it took a permanent toll on the other person or persons in front of you? Five minutes later you ask yourself, why did I do that? Why in the world did I do that? If I'd have thought about it, I wouldn't have said that. It was Thomas Jefferson. Now, this, You know, he was supposed to be one of the sharpest guys in our history. If Thomas Jefferson uh, said this, you might ought to think about it. If you're angry, count to ten. If you're real angry, count to a hundred. You know, that formula still works. It still works. And it's true. As you stop, you want to ask yourself some questions. Why am I angry? You know, sometimes you're angry and you're kind of on a roll. You're not angry over what it was way back there. You're just angry. You need to do some analyzing. Is it my ego? Is it my pride? Am I insecure about what that person just said? To me or about me? What is the real issue here? How can I best get what I want? It is rarely by being angry or by being sarcastic. You know, I've noticed through the years that you don't get a lot from being angry or being sarcastic. Those don't uh, give you a good payback. But a lot of people do it all the time. It's as if they're just, you know, not uh, thinking through this at all. It doesn't come by cutting other people down. By fighting back in irritation. By yelling. By pouting. By being a maniac. Or a mute. Or a martyr. Or a manipulator. None of those things help. You're not going to get the best result using that methodology. It just doesn't work well. You need to stop and think before you react. I know exactly what some of you are thinking right now. You're thinking, Pastor, uh, what you're saying is logical. It sounds real clinical. But you don't understand. When I get angry, I lost control. I can't control myself. There's no way I can control myself. Well, guess what? You really can. And I want to tell you how. Have you ever been in a fight at home with your wife, with your husband, with your kids, with your neighbors, with some business associates, somebody? You're having a big argument. Everybody's yelling. Some people are cussing. It's just going on all around you. And then the phone rings. And you go over, you know, it's blah, 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 blah. And then the phone rings and you pick it up and you say, hello. (laughs) Now, you don't yell into the phone. You don't say, hello. 
You know, you don't do that. What a change. Why? Because you wanted to change. That's why it changed. Because you wanted it to. Here's the fact of life, folks. Anger is a choice. A choice that we make. When you get angry, you are choosing to get angry. It's controllable. The fact is you can control what you want to control. As in the case, obviously, of the telephone. Hello. You know, that happens. You can put two people in the same environment, and one will get so upset, they just, you know, they lose their mind. The other person will just take it in their stride. Two people are criticized. One blows up. The other one handles it. It does not... It doesn't make us angry, the event itself. We make ourselves angry. If you want to get a starting point in this area of your life, then you need to stop, stop, stop blaming other people. Stop, stop allowing your circumstances to cause you to go into the angry mode. It's not your wife, it's not your kids, it's not your job. You are allowing yourself, allowing yourself to get angry. It's not the event. It's your interpretation of the event. If you want to get over the anger, you must reinterpret the event. You must start saying today, I will not blow up. I will not yell, I will not pout, I will not swallow my anger and deny it. I'm going to change today because I choose to change. Fourth, learn to relax. If you want to control your anger, one of the great ways is to learn to relax. Have you ever noticed that when you're uptight, you are more prone to anger That's because temper and tension always go together. If you want to learn to reduce your anger, learn to relax. Let me give you some suggestions. Be aware when tension is building up in your life. When tension is building, 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 know that that is going to come out somewhere. It's not just going to stay inside of you. It's building. It's going to come out. How many times have you gone home and blown up? And in retrospect, you thought, you know, I I knew I was in a bad mood when I went home. I should have just sat down in the chair out front, rocked in the rocker for a little while before I went in. I needed to kind of change my attitude because my family didn't do what made me mad. I could have avoided that whole thing if I had done that. Learn some relaxation techniques. Doctors say that exercise relieves tension. It's a lot better than yelling. Yelling doesn't relieve anything. Doesn't help anything. Doesn't solve anything. Because we live in a very tense, rat race society... 
We need some way to blow off steam. Some learn relaxation techniques because it will literally lengthen your life. It's a great thing to know how to do and to do. Lastly, you need to continually ask God for help. You need God's help. This is the most important point of the day. Galatians 5.22 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. Love, joy, peace, patience. You cannot have your life full of those four things and be filled with anger. You just, you can't do it. If you take a tube of toothpaste and you aim it at the person sitting right beside you right now, and you squeeze on it real hard, all of a sudden, guess what's going to come out? Toothpaste. If I fill my tube with mayonnaise, and I squeeze it, guess what will come out? Mayonnaise comes out. goes all over the person sitting next to you. The point is this. Whatever is on the inside of you is going to come out when you're squeezed, that's the way it works. When the world puts pressure on you, the deadlines are coming. The attitude at the office is terrible. The attitude in the house is terrible. You're feeling the squeeze. And whatever is on the inside is going to come out. If you are filled with love, joy, peace, patience, guess what's going to come out? Love. The fruit of the Spirit, when you squeeze, what comes out is going to be pleasant not only for you, but for them. When you're filled with anger and hostility and hurt and insecurity, the world puts that squeeze on you. That's what's going to come out. When you're filled with love, hardly anything can upset you. Hardly anything. When you are filled with anger, almost anything can set you off. Almost anything can make you abrupt, angry, yelling, screaming, cussing. It is what is on the inside that really counts. Be controlled by God's Spirit and your anger will be controlled. Well, today, as every Sunday, we want to welcome folks into our church family. If you're here, you've been visiting with us. I hope you'd come and join. We'd love to have you. We're trying to do a lot of ministry here. We, Our church is, is very friendly. We try and reach out to folks. We try and support missionaries. We are a very mission-minded church. We try and do a lot of different things, and we'd love to have you come and help us. Come and join with us today. If you're here, you never trusted in Christ as your Savior. Never be a greater decision than that. If you want to really get a hold of anger, get the love of Christ inside of you. And that anger will just kind of flee away. I'm going to stand down here at the front. We're going to sing a hymn. If the Lord leads, you just slip out and slip forward and take a stand for him. Let's stand as we sing.